0: Hi, and welcome to the Dip Chew Podcast. I'm Dip. And I'm Q. We have been friends for over a decade. And we've also served in ministry
1: together and apart for almost the entire duration of our friendship.
0: We'd like to invite you on this journey of listening and learning as we host these conversations on what it means to follow Jesus.
1: On this podcast, we'll talk to our peers and experts alike, listening and learning from them about walking out our faith as Christians.
0: We'll explore the hard questions together while creating spaces for you, our listeners, to process these conversations. We're excited for this journey and we hope that you are too. So my question for you is, what is Dit you? <laughs> Your friend has commented that it bears no resemblance to the topics of what we're going to talk about, right? So, um, can you... <laughs> Imagine with me what "Dip Chew" can mean, or does mean, or has meant to us. Yeah, so I think,
1: <laughs> uh, so I think we have to um, establish some context here. Uh, the first is that "Dip" and "Chew" is the middle names for for both of us. Well, your last name it's your middle name, and it's my last name. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've been talking about doing ministry together, talking slash you know joking mm-hmm. ever since I was in Bible school in um international house of prayer university um, i i clearly remember this i was like sitting in you know in the hallway so i hope you and i think we we were just texting and we were like hey you know we should start a church and then, <laughs> and then we we started talking about oh, okay what should the name of our church be and then um uh, i think you went oh we should call ourselves the fire Baptist. and i was like oh why why the fire Baptist? <laughs> and then you said, "Oh, because we will dipped you in a baptism of yeah, 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 and I just remember like bursting out laughing like in the in the middle of I hope you." <laughs> Outside the All Nations Prayer Room, are uh,
0: bursting laughing out loud. Yeah, I now, can picture so. you doing that. And I was probably texting you in class, not listening to my professor, and be like, "This is far more interesting. Let's start a church called Fire Baptist, and we will dip you. We will dip you in the baptism of fire. Which, which that in itself has has context there. Which, um, if if our, if anyone listening has never been to an intercessory meeting with a African charismatic minister, you will not understand the context of fire. That's yeah, true. yeah, yeah. But that's true. <laughs> That's unique to our experience, I guess, and whoever else who's been to that kind of setting. That is true. Yeah. Someone said dip and chew, (laughs) right? Like maybe that could be the idea Like we give food of thought yes. And then people can yes. Right yeah. yeah Lauren had an idea Yeah uh, For a, a, a t-shirt Or a merchandise Down the road If we ever get there Of like Salsa dips and chips <laughs> Like And then that's a dip and chew Like you dip it in the salsa And then you chew on it Because yeah. it's the salsa of truth It's what it yeah. is <laughs>
1: <laughs> So for anyone listening out there Actually this podcast Is about to turn into a food podcast You've just been Conned. Yeah.
0: So Japheth, yeah, Mr. Japheth Chu, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh,
1: so yes, I am Japheth. I've been in ministry for close to twenty years, I would say. Um, just serving in different ministries, different organizations. But I'll probably say I've been in full-time ministry, maybe for about six or seven years out of that. Um, mm. Yeah, I've basically been in ministry ever since high school, uh, from the days of being in children's ministry, the children's in prayer ministry, uh, which mm. Marcus were involved as well. Uh, and then, yeah, from then, moving on to youth ministry, the Christian Fellowship, um, the Malaysian Youth Prayer Gathering. Uh, and then from there, moving on into YWAM as well, Youth with a Mission, being involved in missions for about, for about three years. Um, and then after that, being involved with the House of Prayer, uh, which I still am ever since about 2013. Uh, and in that period as well, I also worked full-time in a, a local church as well in Singapore. So yeah, it's been uh, quite many, many years just serving in different roles uh, in different organizations, uh, mainly I- involved with prayer and worship and missions.
0: Yeah, you're kind of like the nexus that, <laughs> that when we go to these prayer conferences and they talk about, you know, we need to find a way to bring the worship ministry, the prayer ministry and missions together. And mm-hmm. then I just look at you, I'm like, there you
1: go. I think it isn't something that I was looking for per se. I think it, it just really has been stepping stones and just mm. places where the Lord has, I felt, led me and my parents as well. Just, you know, in different seasons of our lives. And yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, the Lord always seems to corner me.
0: <laughs> in a very true sense, it is the Lord writing your story, right? I mean, not in um romanticized yeah. kind yeah. of leading you to find the one Mm. (laughs) because that's often how we process how God writes our stories right like it's writing our stories unto ourselves yeah and I feel like for you and your family there's this really clear sense that ever since your parents came to Christ ever since your your parents healing and their dramatic conversion right like the things that have led them to even continue to be faithful till now and with your siblings like it's really showing, I think it's really evident how God's hand is on
1: this. Mm. Mm. Thank you. How about you, Marcus?
0: Yeah, um, I'm a pastor's kid. I grew up in a pastor's family. Uh, my parents met in Bible school. So they've been doing ministry together ever since their early 30s. And and my dad just turned 70 this year.
1: Nice.
0: So they've been in ministry together for the better part of 40 years. Um. And in that they had three kids. So we were raised in the church and I've not known any other life outside of growing up, going to church, having to choose church over everything else. Not even, I don't even think like having to choose, like there was no choice. It was just church, Um, which looking back, I really do appreciate some of the disciplines that they instilled in my life. Mm. Um, I remember when I was young, I had, at one point, I read Hudson Taylor's story, and I wanted to become a missionary. I wanted to go to China, and that was kind of where I set my goals on, or you know, set my eyes on, and yeah. and that guided me for a long time until I realized everybody was going to China. So then I'm like, maybe I can go to somewhere somewhere else. I don't wanna, I didn't want to follow the crowd. But um, from there. I had the opportunity to go to Bible school. Mm-hmm. Um, I did uh, biblical and theological studies. Well, I did another degree in in uh, my undergrad, yeah. uh, intercultural studies, but I've gone on to do more, I would say development kind of work to do with social justice and, and all that. Um, and in the midst of all of that, Worship ministry, prayer ministry. Yeah, I was in the children in prayer group for about two years. I was not really a child anymore at that time. I think (laughs) I was in my mid-teens. But that's where I met your your mom and your dad. And from there, that's how we became friends through the youth prayer movement in Malaysia. And then we both have had our own fangirl or obsessive moments with the whole IHOP prayer movement and charismatic (laughs) bandwagon, I would say. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, so I did Bible school, prayer ministry stuff. Um, I've done a couple of short-term mission trips, notably um, with you, multiple mm-hmm. ones with you, and I continue to serve in a local yeah. church context. And I've also worked with missions agencies doing some of their intercultural briefing and debriefing and and helping them um, do pastoral mm-hmm. care stuff. So. Yeah, it's been um mm. interesting mix. I, I wouldn't say like I've had any titles really along the way, but I, I always consider myself the odd jobs man of um, missions. So if you need something done, it's in missions, but it's not in the scope of international worker or missionary, mm. but you need it done, then you probably call me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think one of the things that I really, really appreciate about you, Marcus, is you walk the talk, you know? Mm. Um actually before I go into that I have a joke in my head that I just have to get out Okay, you must be really hot Marcus because you have so many degrees (laughs) (laughs) yeah but but (laughs) yeah but what I mean by that is that I I think um, just knowing you for the past now more than 10 years Mm -hmm. um, and just seeing you go through your journey of life and with the different things that you've learned and Experience even in ministry and in worship, in faith, in prayer. Mm. I think what I've really seen is I've seen a genuine hunger and desire for the Lord. And I've also seen you, like, yeah, to just really walk out your faith. Mm. You know, whether it is um, taking in a refugee and caring for, you know, a refugee for months, you know, in your own house, you know, just things that you've done that Mm. I think it does. It has really um, exemplified your faith, you know. Like you're not just talking about it, but you have the authority to talk about it because you walk, mm. you walk it out. And I think that's what I, I really, really
0: mm.
1: appreciate of you. And I, that I think that generosity, that hospitality, I've seen it from your from your own parents as well. And the way that they have taken me in, the way that they have cared for me every time when I've you know gone and visited you in Kulim. Uh, your parents have been nothing but just so so good to me, and I, I see that um, coming out from you and your brother, and yeah. So,
0: thanks. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah. At the like, at the risk of like all of this sounding really bromancy and kind of echo <laughs> chamber, like oh yeah, we're just gonna compliment <laughs> each other, right? I think it's important to establish that we have not left the church. Yeah, yeah. We are still very active in local church, but also global church. Yes. Um. I mean, I I don't know anyone else who can travel to like a remote part of the world and have a place to stay. Um, outside of knowing you, Japheth. Like you can go to a completely <laughs> different country and then. You just have you you know someone from there somehow you would have had a roommate <laughs> who has a cousin who knows somebody who lives in that context and that just shows like that connectedness of um mm. like the local church but also the global church you know in that sense of um relationships uh and most of the time we disagree uh you know that there mm. are disagreements with people that we are in friendships with right like we don't automatically. Agree with every mm. single Political ideology Or uh, Yeah, yeah even, even some of the Theological stuff You know we, we we have a little Disagreement But that doesn't mean That we cannot remain Within the church It doesn't mean We cannot remain Within yeah. community And I think that's yeah. Very important to establish yeah. Going into this Right
1: And if I just May add as well I think between The both of us I think we do have Some influence mm. um, In our Christian circles In our social media circles. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, when I, you know, when I think about that, I actually think that it's, it's an, it's an awesome responsibility actually, because people listen to the things that we say, you know, and, and and so Mm -hmm. like it or not, um, we, you know, we have friends, we have family who are listening (laughs) uh, to what we say. And and I think for me that, that, that is a, a bit of a terrifying responsibility, yeah. you know, because we do have a voice, mm. you know, and what we say, um, what we say matters to, to quite a few people. Mm. And so for me, yeah, I take that as a huge responsibility.
0: That's the whole reason why we even want to do this, right? Yeah, like- yeah. We have a voice. We have things. That we believe we have things to say. For sure. We believe that um, rather than do it sporadically, maybe there is a concerted effort that we can use to get a, a more unified and more cohesive message out. Okay. So... Yes. Um, You know, yeah. We we've established kind of the ministries that we've been part of. We've talked a little bit about the funny side of doing a podcast and the idea of it. So maybe I'll start with like uh, uh, this question. Can you give me some observations that you've had about Mm. um, the church?
1: Yeah, I think something that I have been observing really in the past couple of years, but I think so much more now in the midst of the pandemic over the past years, which I've seen a lot of friends and um, just Christians that I know who are going through a, what I would call a period of reconstruction. Mm.
0: Um. Before reconstruction, there has to be deconstruction though, right?
1: Yeah, sorry, sorry. Deconstruction.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, the, I mean, uh, we do have friends who are, who are reconstructing. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You know, and I think it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's helpful to, clarif- to clarify first of all that when we talk about the church, that we're talking about people, you know, that we're not talking about a building here. We're talking about individuals and mm-hmm. you know, the people that we know Mm-hmm. Uh, who are the church because we are the church, right? Yeah, so what I've been observing, I think, of of, of many friends uh, and just Christians that I know is they're really going through um, a period of deconstruction. And I actually see it as a good thing. People who are beginning to ask genuine questions about their faith, genuine questions about their identity, genuine questions about who God is, because we don't want ever to be stuck in like sort of like a blind faith or like a rut we want to be constantly growing in in who we are in our knowledge of who god is and you know same old same old just won't cut it it just won't cut it anymore and i think we've been forced to think about it as well because of the pandemic as well right now that we can't go to our physical buildings right now that we are stuck at home, we have a a lot of time to think and to process. We're facing a whole like, range of challenges, right? Loneliness and isolation and, you know, without all the big events and the big ministries and the big concerts and stuff like like that. So what do we do um, with our faith when our faith seems to look very different compared to before the pandemic when we could almost just kind of like hide behind the crowd? Uh, So yeah, so that's been one of my big observations that is that A lot of people have been taking to the computer. They've been, they've been taking their views and their frustrations and their questions online, and we've been seeing a lot of people just, just kind of like, yeah, just asking themselves the hard questions, and you know, forced to confront reality the way we see it um, with issues that spring up, whether locally or globally. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, I definitely, I, I see that with you. I have in mind some friends, as you mentioned that, like, who I've known, who have been going, or who I know, who have been going through this period of questioning and asking hard questions. Mm. I think one thing that I cannot ignore, uh, none of us can ignore really is how much also this, uh, recent U.S. presidential election um, has influenced the voices and mm. and uh, even some of the opinions, um, within the church of the church from outside the church. You know, uh, uh kind of from all directions when someone's. Politics, the argument for their specific brand of uh, political ideology comes from faith that concerns us, right? That draws all of us into that discussion. And it never was about personal faith. You know, I think maybe that's part of the, um, one of the pitfalls of evangelicalism being so Western is that it was always viewed as personal faith if you will confess for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, whereas being Eastern, being Southeast Asian like we are... um The personal side comes later, right? There, there is a collective sense of being, um, which I think is biblical. I think it's closer to biblical practice than the, the individualistic kind of faith. But the very fact that, you know, today we have a church, uh, and I I use big C, the global church of Christ that is very offended at each other and very, divided and split, mm. you know, myself included where I've been offended or said offensive things. And it wasn't just a recent thing. It was a build up from, from before. And, and we didn't see the red mm. flag. So we didn't. Deem the red flags as, as big enough to kind of pay attention to some of these pitfalls. And now we find ourselves in this position. And for me, I don't have all the answers. Mm, uh, I don't pretend to have all the answers, yeah. right? But I want to talk about these things because it's hard to, yeah. to say, okay, but if we don't have answers, let's just do what we've been doing before. Yeah, it's yeah. clear that what we've been doing before is not working, right? Yeah. And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of that going on where I know a lot of friends who have left because they see um, the the hypocritical behavior, mm, right? Yeah. And whether it's perceived from their perception or not, like the fact that that has been brought up, I think we need to do a lot of self-reflection. I think we need to kind of yeah. look at what we've been saying and how we've been saying it um, and what we believe really. So that's my observation. Mm. And I'm there with you like I think I want friends of ours who are listening who have been going through deconstruction, who feel yeah. alone, who yeah. feel like nobody's really listening to their concerns and um, you know even even friends who who have kind of redefined or 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 discovered discovered that maybe things aren't as black and white correct as yeah. as people tell us, right? Mm um and that and that it's okay that the gray is okay, you know, and it's not about cultural relativism, it's not about um redefining what right is, Correct. you know but yeah. but it's it's approaching our own interpretation in a different way, which is very hard to do when we're so entrenched in our own views exactly yeah, so that's where you know the the observations and the things that keep me up at night like those are some of the things that have been going on in my mind no
1: it, it it's so true if I just may add one more thing I think um, the church has failed to um, respond to a lot of the current modern day issues um, in a Mm. way that is that is loving you know in a way that is Mm. compassionate you know in a way that shows empathy and care and you know deep thought you know and I think that's what I've observed as well and Again, I'm not talking about a church as a you know, a building here, but yes, as an institution, but also as individuals, you know? Um, and
0: and I let me interject and say yeah. that I I believe you also mean us. Yes. Right? Because yeah. whatever our leaders yes. make in decision, uh, it relates to us. Correct. Yeah. So even if we are not directly you know, doing these things, we are still complicit. And I think yeah. that that idea of, of that kind of collective church is very new, yeah. uh, especially since we've talked so much about personal faith. It's become so personalized that we've forgotten that you cannot live in isolation. Yeah. There's no way to make a decision and follow Christ in isolation. Yeah. The decision that I make as a Christian will also affect a Christian mm. in China, will affect a Christian in the US mm. and Iran, right? And so, especially when people are imbued with leadership authority mm. and they make decisions or they make a statement right and that that concerns us we right. cannot yeah. say oh they are doing it this this Christian is doing mm. it but it, you know because we see the mm. body as one we take yeah. it upon ourselves yeah. yeah
1: yeah and I think you know with regards to all these issues that have been coming out I think what I've observed is there hasn't been a clear voice from Christians you know, that is united, that is you know, that is clear you know, that is leading Uh, I think I have, I have not I've not seen that, you know, I've seen multiple you know, voices here and there that says, you know, sort of different things but it's been, yeah, there's been no clear, you know I guess we call it prophetic voice, you know um, that is speaking into the times, you know, the times and the hour yeah. In right now, well, there
0: are a lot of voices claiming to be A lot profits. of voices, yes,
1: for sure. But, but like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mostly yeah. unhelpful. But yeah, we'll get to that soon. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, You know, it's man. Yeah, that will be that will be stuff that we explore down the road. You, you <laughs> did you just see the look in my eyes and go? Oh no, he's gonna <laughs> not now, <laughs> <laughs> not now. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, and, and, okay, so we've, we've kind of established like, you know, who we would like to reach with this, right? We want to mostly reach our friends, but I think anyone who is searching, right, people who are wanting, not answers, I think that's the thing. Most of us are not searching for answers, we're searching for conversation and better questions. We want better questions and, and especially, you know, in the vein where you were saying like, um, not just blind faith. We want conversations and we don't just want prescribed answers.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. I, I'm done with the platitudes. I'm done with, you know, a, a, a simple answer. Give me a complex answer that I can dissect and chew and understand, which at the end of the day leads me closer to Jesus. Like yes. give me not even an answer. Give me a question that lets me, leads me to do yeah. that. And so I think, the scope of what we want to do with this podcast is to reach people who um want, have that in mind, have that intention. And um yeah, so over the next season, I don't know how many seasons we'll do, I guess, but at least for this one, we've got quite a good lineup of guests that we'll be speaking with. Yep. Um, both our peers, maybe older than us, a couple younger than us who can share their stories, share their beliefs, but in context of their stories and in context of of their own mm. um, experiences. And also um, I what I felt was really important was that some of the weeks we don't release um, discussions or conversations because sometimes the drive to put out content kind of puts us in a tailspin where all yeah. we're thinking about is content and I think sometimes what we need more than more content yeah. is space yeah and so we'll be doing worship sessions uh, mm-hmm. um, recorded and um, um, maybe not live I don't know if we can do a live worship session we'll try but that will be something that we want to to use as our gifts as musicians yeah. and worship leaders is to give people the space to meditate and to reflect and contemplate and, and to kind of digest what they're hearing yeah. Um, in a space that is um, focused on Jesus focused yeah. on the presence of God
1: yeah no totally I think Uh. you know as much as we want to provide you know a flavor into the conversations and just have real genuine and just honest conversations i think what's really really important is to make space you know for the lord to speak Mm. and to be hearing his Mm -hmm. voice in the midst of all of this yes Um, i I think that's that's definitely of importance
0: yeah and one thing that i found really helpful you know we've done this in in the prayer room where we did lectio divinas right Mm -hmm. where we would um practice some of the spiritual disciplines that are really helpful in doing a a contemplative kind of study of scripture. And so I think that's another thing that I want to do Mm. is, um, you know, some of the weeks we'll maybe just have scripture reading, right. We'll read a passage together and we'll do like a, a, um, a virtual Bible study that doesn't have someone offering, um, Their opinions. (laughs) It will be you and your pencil and your notebook and your Bible and God. And really to do that um, for one inductive Bible study, but also at the same time, um, I think some of these Ignatian spiritual disciplines like Lectio Divina are very, very rich, um, traditionally very rich, but also spiritually very rich. And so we'll be doing that as well. Sounds awesome. So... This is our first episode, and we're glad that you turned us on. Oh, that's not the right <laughs> <Nope>. word. <laughs> we're glad that you turned the podcast on. <laughs> Let's talk about sex sometime. Maybe I'll host oh it. Oh, my see goodness. The, the, the beauty of Dip Chew is... Um, Anyone whose name is dip, who who has a dip in the name, and anyone who's chew could be a potential host. Exactly, exactly. So at some point there'll be like, dub, <laughs> like maybe four dips. We'll talk about it, and then we'll have the uh-huh. fifth wheel mm-hmm. of chew. So
1: double dip. Maybe the, <laughs> maybe the dips who are married, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll <laughs> do the mar- and then the, the the chews who are married. You know. Your, oh yeah, that's yeah. True. Your parents. You <laughs> could talk to your parents. <laughs> But thank you for listening to this first episode. And um, Japheth, do you have any parting words for us today? Yeah, thank you for listening.
1: I think uh, in this period, uh, I I think we need more people who would be open to listen, <laughs> uh, not to be you know yeah to be like what what the Bible says you know to be slow to judge you know and and uh, to really have love and compassion. In our speech In our actions And to really show empathy And and care to those around us And I think it starts With conversations So we're definitely Really really thankful That you are here To listen
0: Alright Well join us Next time For another episode Of The The Dip Dip Chew Podcast Hey we didn't even Rehearse that (laughs) 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 Thank you for joining us today on the Dip Chew Podcast by Marcus Dip Silas and Japheth Chew. Original music for the podcast was composed by John Dip Silas.